You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here we go. It is episode number one of the Rosen Report regular season roundup. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Seattle where the Guardians opened the season on Thursday night. A 3-0 victory for the Mariners. And before we get into the meat and potatoes on that game and also hear from starting pitcher Shane Bieber, a word about what we're hoping to accomplish with this podcast during the regular season. Our intention is to provide a daily update Monday through Friday on how the team is doing and kind of recap the game the night or day before and run some interviews for you that you might have missed on Guardians warm-up, either with Terry Francona and Tom Hamilton or something that, that I'll do, tracking down players from the Guardians and coaches, things like that. So uh, that is the hope. It would be Monday through Friday. Guardians Weekly has you covered over the weekend, and uh, we may get down a, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday type thing, but uh, rest assured we're going to do everything we can to make this a regular thing for you and, and kind of keep you up to date, especially on nights like Thursday night when the game started after 10 o'clock local time. And even with a quick game, two hours and 14 minutes in the opener, uh, still a, a late time for a lot of fans back in Cleveland. So uh, hopefully this serves that purpose for you. And let's get right to the activity in the opener on Thursday night, a 3-0 Mariners win. Really great pitching by both starting pitchers, Shane Bieber and Luis Castillo of the Mariners. Both pitched shutout baseball, and the only runs in the game came on a three-run home run off the bat of Ty France in the eighth inning off of reliever James Karinczak. After the game, manager Terry Francona met with the Cleveland media, including our good friend Andre Knott, who was a part of our broadcast during the postseason a year ago. And, of course, he does that great work with Valley Sports on the TV side. And uh, they talked about Shane Bieber's outing and also the difficult eighth inning for James Karinczak. You know what you think of Biebs tonight? Um, one, I mean, he's, he's really good because I thought he was up with that cutter, you know, the other night over in Salt River. It was so devastating. And I thought he left some up tonight kind of in the middle. But he still kind of shows you kind of pitcher which you know they had chances a couple times but he buckled down and made pitches and put up a bunch of zeros it looked like on TV in the eighth that, that ball was fouled off what was yeah I, I agree I mean especially when you see the runner that doesn't go to first it kind of you know but it happens and you you know you hope that that doesn't spur on more but we you know James had a tough inning to boot so yeah, we made it for a tougher inning. And that's one that you can't replay, correct? No, you're not a foul tip. With um, all the new rules, just how do you think guys dealt with it, even James at the end? Um, I thought up to that point, everything didn't really enter into the game. I think James, it was getting loud. He was having trouble hearing. I thought Z did a good job of going out there. Um, but, I, and again, I don't know if it's the clock or the or the situation or just, you know, it's cold, and but it was noisy. It was, you know, it was a the atmosphere really got more alive in that inning. Like Castillo, what he was able to do with the 
I thought, you know, the the fastball that you know with the with the action on it and the velocity and the breaking ball, but the changeup is the pitch I thought that really, you know, was probably 88, 89, but it was always down, you know, out, in and out of the zone. That was a really tough pitch for us. That's Guardians manager Terry Francona following the three nothing victory for the Mariners in Thursday night's season opener. Now the starting pitcher for the Guardians was Shane Bieber, his fourth consecutive opening day or night start, and again, it was another beauty. He has been terrific in openers, and we'll hear from Shane some of his thoughts prior to the game last night, but a couple of notes on Bieber and opening day. Uh, This is a neat one in terms of opening day starting pitchers for the Guardians. In the last decade, Bieber is one of only three pitchers to start on opening day for Cleveland, and that's dating back to Justin Masterson back in 2013 and 14. Then Corey Kluber's five-year run, followed by Bieber's now four-year run of opening day starts. So some pretty good consistency at the top of the rotation, and you talk about consistency. With last night's six shutout innings, Bieber has now allowed just three earned runs in his four opening day starts, and that covers 24 and two-thirds innings. Just remarkable. Make that 22 and two-thirds innings for uh, Bieber, but still, you get the idea. He's been just terrific, but because the Guardians end up going against the other team's ace, runs hard to come by on the other side, too, and uh, he just hasn't had much run support despite pitching well. Uh, allowing just those three runs, his record is 1-1. One and one in his four opening day starts. We had a chance to catch up with him before his start in the opener, and he talked about how important he feels and honored he feels to be an opening day starter for this franchise. Without a doubt, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a privilege, just like uh, the first time. So uh, it's an honor. I'm just thankful to be able to go out there and, and do that, um, you know, again, for these guys in this clubhouse, for the city of Cleveland, for the organization. Uh, it's always a fun experience, um, whether it's in Cleveland or on the road. I think uh, Seattle does a pretty good job of production uh, from a production standpoint. So I'm excited to feel that energy um, and that buzz. And it's always a little bit more, a uh, little bit more giddy up on on opening day. So uh, excited to hopefully get uh, get our season rolling on the right foot. And can you guarantee there won't be snow? I mean, there's a roof, so that would seem to be a, yeah, a good thing. Two in a row, so that would be what three in a row, opening days with snow. But um, was it Detroit and then Kansas City last year had a little bit, couple a uh, couple flakes falling. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, they got that that movable dome. So I, I guess we can probably guarantee, uh, come close to guaranteeing there's there's going to be no snow on the field. Cleveland has such a rich history of pitching, and, and opening day starters include Bob Feller and, and more recently Corey Kluber a bunch. Um, does that impact you at all Like when, when you look at, at where you stand in the organization from a pitching standpoint? Um, I don't know. Good question. I think uh, more than anything, I'm kind of just focused on where I'm at right now uh, in present day. It's always great to be uh, mentioned with, with those names that you – um, touched on just a second ago, but uh, more than anything for me, I'm just kind of focused on going out there and trying to get the job done as best I can. Stay tuned. We'll have more with Shane Bieber after this short break. Welcome back to Seattle. It's opening night, and Shane Bieber's on the mound once again for the Guardians, a fourth opening day start. And Shane, looking back at spring training, man, it, it seemed like it went about a, as well as expected. And, and what are your thoughts on, on the spring just completed? Uh, it was good. It was good. Um, 
I was excited to have a little bit more elongated spring training as opposed to last year um, and, and to to see some familiar faces, to get to know some new ones. Uh, I feel like the club is um, definitely off on the right foot right now and just excited to endure a, a 162 plus with, with the faces in this clubhouse and the personalities and uh, just try and enjoy every moment. So uh, spring was spring was good, but we're definitely excited to turn the page and uh, get rolling into the season. And preparation-wise, almost night and day compared to a year ago, just based on, on where you were heading into the spring last year? Uh, I wouldn't say night and day, but, uh, yeah, I, I was excited to get going in spring this year, um, feeling the way that I felt. And, uh, like I said, just trying to build momentum. Um, started off in a good spot, and like just trying to build from that, um, get, get stronger, build endurance, build uh, volume, and... Uh, like I said, just get ready to, to hit the ground running. And pitch quality-wise, I know as your career goes on, you're, you're always looking to refine and maybe new wrinkles, things like that. Uh, what are you working on this year to, to compete against the, the best in the American League? Everything. Uh, I, it's hard to pick one specific thing, but I think more than anything, it comes down to executing pitches and reading hitter swings and trying to figure out how to sequence uh, your stuff as best as you can. So for me, that's one of my strengths is to be able to um, – actually pitch um and you know make decisions out there on the mountain in real time um to be able to put myself in the best position possible to either generate swing and miss or just play and get outs and go deep into ball games and that's what's important to me is um throwing innings um competing and uh posting every five days any impact with the pitch clock no i think uh for me i feel pretty comfortable out of the wind up especially i felt like i uh, was moving fast with, with or without the pitch clock. I think um, adjustments will be made throughout the season. Uh, but with runners on base, there is a little bit different of an aspect in terms of holding runners and varying your times to, to the plate so they're not able to get as good of a, uh, a jump when trying to steal a base on you. So I think that's probably going to be one of the biggest adjustments around the league um, from a pitching standpoint is how to vary your times and come set and make decisions um, get your pitch um, get your signs in but with plenty of time to be able to come set with seven eight nine ten seconds to to then be able to vary your holds uh, before delivering the pitch to to keep everybody kind of on their heels I think that's the biggest uh, biggest thing for me probably going to be the biggest thing for for most people well it all starts tonight Shane enjoy it thanks thanks will do Appreciate you, Well, and again, that was before his start last night, and uh, he worked in and out of some trouble. But the bottom line, Shane Bieber made it through six innings of scoreless baseball and left in a scoreless tie in a game that the Mariners ended up winning by a score of 3-0. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report. It was episode number one. Thanks so much for tuning in. And once again, Guardians Weekly will get you through the weekend as that will drop tomorrow late in the day. We'll have all kinds of interviews for you, including some of the news on the contract front with contract extensions and long-term contracts awarded to second baseman Andres Jimenez and relief pitcher Trevor Steffen. So a lot to get to over the weekend. A lot of baseball, too. Night game on Friday night at 10-10 first pitch back in Cleveland. And then on Saturday, it is a 9-40 first pitch. And then Sunday, day baseball, a 1-10, make that 4-10 first pitch Cleveland time to wrap up the series here in Seattle before the team continues its road trip in Oakland. 
So until we rejoin you with another edition of the Rosie Report regular season roundup on Monday, this is Jim Rosenhouse thanking you as always for downloading and listening to the Rosie Report.